I want to have a Halloween party where everybody has to dress up as David Bowie. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. And today we're going to share a moment with you and watch Chasing Amy from 1997, Kevin Smith's third movie. And uh, it's interesting, I think about... I've been thinking about this a lot lately where there are movies and music that I can remember when they were released that I would be pretty sure that you guys don't remember when these movies came out. Nope. When did this come out? This came out in 1997. And this was Kevin Smith's third movie. I remember a time renting clerks from the video store and being excited that Mallrats was coming out in theaters. Was Mallrats yeah. before this? Yeah, Clerks was first. Oh. Mallrats, Clerks was 94, Mallrats 95, and Chasing Amy 97. Wow. I, I was going to say, there was a time where I remember renting Clerks from the video store with Brett, but Mallrats had already come out, so sorry. <laughs> and I remember, like, I was thinking about it recently, like, I'm pretty sure I saw E.T. in the theater. Wow, crazy. So we're watching Chasing Amy, and and at the time of the release, this was the the New Jersey trilogy. I remember this being like Mm. this combination of these three movies, Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, that defined who Kevin Smith was. And since then, he's evolved a little bit. (laughs) Has he? Evolved or devolved? I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, we decided to watch this movie because on September 2nd, which I think is the week after this episode is releasing, Kevin Smith's new movie will be in theaters, Yoga Hosers. Um, (laughs) And we can really see how much this dude has changed. But in some ways, he's still the same, you know? Well, the interesting thing is you had us watch the trailer for Yoga Mm -hmm. Hosers right before. And I kept thinking, this feels like a new version of Clerks. Clerks with women. As the main characters that are younger. Yeah, there's definitely that gag. So, I've seen Yoga Hosers. I saw it at the Edinburgh Film Festival back in June. Um, So, that was like the the European premiere. So, I've seen this movie. And it's it's funny. I asked you guys to watch the trailer. And I was feeling like the trailer showed you everything. But you felt like it was complete gibberish. I have no idea what this movie is about. There's Nazis and sausages. I don't know it what's going on. It kind of looked like Kevin Smith is is uh, Lucasing his the Clerks movies. Yeah, like, you know what? I, the Clerks needed more more Nazis and <laughs> and CGI everywhere. CGI well, you know, blood. <laughs> and then like, let's make it modern and relevant. So we'll add in some emojis. Yeah, right. Well, it's it's really fascinating to hear the dude talk. And absolutely, I, I, I mean, I'm not. Of, I'm not saying he's not smart. <laughs> no, no. Like you've seen the uh, evening with Kevin Smith videos, right? Yeah. Ash? Mm-hmm. And seeing him talk at the film festival was really fascinating. Oh, and, he was there. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was there. Yeah, and and so there's a couple really interesting things that came out of that. And and so you're kind of right that he's Lucasing now in that he's talking about he's really only making the movies that he's interested in seeing. 
And it's, it's this real fuck you attitude to the studio system. It's just like, hey, if I can get away for if I can get away with making this really cool stuff that I want to do, fucking hey, I'm going to do it. And I know that a lot of you are going to hate it, and that's cool. You've got the right to hate it, but I'm just having a good time making these movies. Interesting. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is a perfect example of somebody doing that and it paying off really well. Yeah, because that was just a movie that they wanted to see. So. And it's and I think he did the same thing with Tusk. Mm, and you mm-hmm. guys haven't seen Tusk, no. right? Mm-mm. You told us about it, though. Yeah, no. It's based from his podcast. It was uh, this crazy fucking idea they had in the podcast. And so was Yoga Hosers. And they turned it into a movie. And the dude, he's almost spiraling. Like, these are weird fucking movies. And I can't <laughs> recommend them. But I'd love for you to watch them so we can talk about them. Like, everybody listening should check out Tusk. And don't think that I'm recommending it. Don't think I'm saying you're going to like it. You did just say, but it's check out fucking Tusk. fascinating. <laughs> there, okay. It's really, and so is yoga. I say. Is this spiraling into the bazaar in the same way that like Daniel Radcliffe is spiraling into the bazaar? Whoa! You know, like, I like he he did horns and he did the movie where he's like a, a corpse slash that dude's best friend. You know, I like, haven't seen any of this. What? But maybe. Which oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it's it's him and Eli from um, There Will Be Blood, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, this one's new, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that and he was like hanging himself like, or something. Or? Uh huh. Yeah. And the, far, the farther away from Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe gets, the more bizarre his career choices are. But I, it doesn't matter because he's set for life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's untouchable. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk about the weird, like, naked horseplay thing he did, but I kind of <laughs> like the weird direction wait, he's wait going a minute. in. Your punctuation is very important in that sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was in horseplay. It was a play about horses in which he appeared naked. <laughs> But isn't any time you play with a horse, naked horse play? When you get right down to it. No, take it back, take it back. Oh God, it's so disturbing. All right, yeah. Control Z, this. But so another really interesting thing, I think, when you look at yoga hoser specifically, that that Kevin Smith was talking about is. You see all of these like low budget horror films that we love to watch on cable as kids, and none of them were told from the perspective of female protagonists. Oh, it's a horror film? Kind of. I did not get that from yeah. the trailer. So it's kind of this horror movie from the perspective of 14 year old girls. Okay. And so, Kevin. Wait, isn't that Scream? I don't <laughs> think so. Scream Queens? Or uh, I know, Queens is great. I know what you did last summer or whatever. Maybe. Anyway, that one kind of yeah. bounces around a lot, though. This this looks yeah. like it's solidly about those it two is. girls. Yeah. yeah. And and since he's spending all this time with his daughter and feeling like there's all these genre films that he loves that he's kind of forcing his daughter to love, oh. there's nothing that she really connects with. So he's doing a Spy Kids. Is what he's doing. Oh, that's interesting too. <laughs> that's an interesting. He's totally angle. doing huh. Spy Kids. Yeah, as weird as these movies are, though, I'd say they'd have more value than Spy Kids. Anything yeah. has more value than Spy Kids. Yeah, not not Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I I love Robert <laughs> Rodriguez, but I'm sorry, Spy Kids is yeah, not my favorite. No. <laughs> but the thing that drove me crazy that whole time, and I wanted to get into the Q and A and. The guy's so long-winded, I couldn't get in. Like, 
he answered like maybe three questions. Oh, but yeah. I wanted to talk to him about the fact that the main bad guy, bad guys in yoga hosers are called the Bratsies. <laughs> which for yes. those of you who don't know is my last name yeah so these, be like excuse me these little <laughs> sausage nazi things yeah what is a brazi and i was like i know i know <laughs> i know it is. yeah i wanted to like confront him with the fact that he's kind of ruined my life yeah by naming these little <laughs> sausage nazis after me <laughs> but never had that chance well now you know what you have to be for Halloween. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. That could go so wrong. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody who hasn't seen that movie would not get the joke. And most people <laughs> who have seen the movie would probably not get on board. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you're just dressed like a Nazi. I'm sorry. With a little sausage head. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The reality of that is just a shaved head. That's it, it. You're just going to look like a really hardcore Nazi. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, really sausage head is a disgusting, <laughs> disgusting no, just, phrase. Okay. All you need to do is get the uh, the pantyhose and put it over your head, and then we just put a little metal clip on the top to look like a sausage. <laughs> so I look like a Nazi robbing a Seven Eleven. <laughs> No, you look like oh. a sausage. It's brilliant. Yeah, little, little, little it's brilliant. Yeah. For what it's worth, I'm yeah. not going to do this. Damn it, Nick. You are disappointing me. That's Can you just nothing? You don't have to dress like the Nazi because you already have the Z part because you're brazy. So you just have to dress like a sausage. Oh, just I don't have to do yeah. the little Hitler mustache. Yeah, don't do the Hitler part. <laughs> yeah, then it would ju- be a joke that like three people would get. Yep. Yeah, and we would be very happy. Yeah, not on board. So yeah, now Kevin Smith is in the in the middle of this new trilogy with Tusk, Yoga Hosers, and Moose Jaws will be coming out in a few years, which he describes as Jaws with a Moose. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, (laughs) this is his Canada trilogy. Are you raising your hand because you have a question? (laughs) No, I'm just stretching. Okay. This is what happens when I finish a glass of wine. Um, anyway, <laughs> mo- <laughs> mooses or meese or moose are brutal and they kill people. So that's going to be a legit movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited, excited about that one. I would like to watch this. A Room with a Moose. So we're celebrating so the new Kevin Smith trilogy by flashing back to the old Kevin Smith trilogy. So is Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy... A considered a trilogy? In, in a way, um, they have a few of the same characters. Right. And there's mention of uh, char- people who you don't see on screen, but like, you know, my cousin Walt and stuff like that. Everybody talks about. Um, Joey Lauren Adams' character in Chasing Amy, Alyssa Jones, is the sister of somebody who you see in Mallrats. Oh, Weird. Um, Something, I can't remember her first name, something Jones. So it's like, they're all from this little town. They talk about this little town in New Jersey. They make reference to the quick stop and Dante. Um, of course, Jay and Silent Bob are the consistent thread. Um, but then there's the Jay and Silent Bob movies too, right? Yeah, so those are plugged in to all this as well. But there was a time, you know, I don't know if we would even call them that now, but I remember this time when Clerks, Mallrat, Chasing Amy were the core trilogy, the Kevin Smith trilogy, mm. until Dogma came around and started taking us in a weird, different direction. <gasps> Dogma! 
which also had Jay and Silent Bob. So yeah. Jay and Silent Bob were there a lot. And Alanis yeah, I had Morissette. that suggested to us to do. We should do that one. Dogma. I like. I love Dogma. Yeah, I mean, hey, you want to switch gears? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick with chasing Amy, but we might do Dogma at another time. Definitely, on the, we could do a trilogy <laughs> by Kevin doing Smith movies trilogy. that are not in the trilogies. I would love to watch Tusk with you guys and just record the reaction. <laughs> Shit's bizarre, man. So bizarre. Are you just quoting '90s songs now, or that would be how bizarre? Oh, that was how bizarre. Oh. How bizarre. <laughs> Uh, so our our stars here are Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren Adams, and Jason Lee. Did we recently have this conversation, or did I hear it on another podcast where we were talking about? How dare you listen to other podcasts? Yeah, besides what? our podcast? You guys would be Nick. way too young for Voyage of the Mimi. I have no idea what you're talking about. This was an yep. educational TV series that we had to watch in middle school. What? From 1984, starring Ben Affleck. <gasps> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's like they were on this boat, and it was all about oceanography and stuff. There was never Why anyone isn't that famous a thing that we had to watch. Yeah, there's never anyone famous in our informational videos, except for <laughs> Bill Nye. He was cool, and the Magic School Bus. And of course, we saw Ben Affleck somewhat recently in Buffy the Vampire Slayer from yeah. 1992. He was the really one of the jock basketball players. Oh That's yeah, for right. like a hot second. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then of course he was in Dazed and Confused in '93. But his big breakout was Goodwill Hunting, um, yep. which was after what year was Chasing Amy? Yeah, it was the same year as Chasing Amy. And the low point in his career was Batman versus Superman. Oof. Have Have all of you <laughs> was seen it, that? Though? <laughs> no, I, I have not seen, seen it. I'm proud of you guys for I not seeing like it. I feel like this is a, one of those, that game that you play, like, what's what would you rather do, this or that, yeah. and they're both terrible <laughs> things. And it's like Batman yeah. versus Superman or, or Gigli. Oh, Brett. <laughs> um, so this will be interesting to see uh, a young Ben Affleck. Um, Joey Lauren Adams, I don't remember her doing much after uh, Chasing Amy. She was in Dazed and Confused as well. Didn't she do voice acting? Maybe. I yeah, I'd, maybe I'd have to look acting. her up again. But she was in Mallrats briefly and then Biodome. Biodome. <laughs> yeah. Biodome. There's a oh. movie we shouldn't watch. <laughs> you don't want to add that one <laughs> yeah. to the list? No, I don't think anyone thought that was good. Mm. <laughs> they, they gave us the, uh, the very awesome Iron Man, Spider-Man song mashup. Which I'm not going to sing. Please sing it. Oh. <laughs> you, I, Iron Man, Iron Man does whatever an iron can. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Meaning making clothes less wrinkled? <laughs> yeah, it was really shitty. <laughs> wow. And then, of course, Jason Lee, who I think is fantastic. Everything I've seen him in, um, you know, Almost Famous is one of my most favorite movies of all time. I think that Mumford was really underrated. Um, and yeah, any anytime I see Jason Lee, I freaking love that dude. And I think he's fantastic in Chasing Amy, if I remember correctly. I have seen none of those things no. with him in it. You haven't seen think. Almost Famous? No. Dude. Oh, I, I have seen it seen either. Al- I've seen Almost Famous. That movie is a masterpiece. I worship that movie. 
It's the one with uh, Kate Hudson, and she wears the star glasses, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Penny Lane. It's all right. Ugh. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> so, I have very, very fond memories of this movie. It came at a because time... Because it's your life? Oh. <laughs> Ash, for those... Uh, everybody listening to podcasts doesn't do it. Ash is referring to the fact that at least 50%, maybe more... Oh, I think more, it's higher than 50%. ...of the women who I'm attracted to... Are lesbians. Are not necessarily Spoiler lesbian, alert. but... but <laughs> you've seen the movie. <laughs> we, we have... I, have I haven't. Something about lesbians... Is that oh. you saying the actress is a lesbian? Because okay. uh, yeah, put, put that out of your mind. <laughs> Fucking Ash, are you serious? No, Spoilers. I made it like two fucking decades almost. Is almost is how old this movie is. We probably should have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the time that I spoiled uh, the end of American Beauty for an intern at DreamWorks, and she oh, hated no. me. That's yeah. a bad yeah. one to spoil. That's not good. Yeah, I think uh, I think this thing came at a time when I had a lot of goodwill for Kevin for Kevin Smith. Would you say you (laughs) were goodwill hunting? No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was you know after Mallrats, after Clerks. Really loved those movies, and this felt like a a really uh, grounded, serious turn while still having you know that comedic heart that that we loved. So of course it's been a while, but. I loved it, and I feel like I'm still going to love it. I do expect it to be a bit dated. I expect the clothes to be very dated. Um, I remember it being very 90s. Yeah. Because I didn't watch it in the 90s, and I remember thinking when I watched it, this is super 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, around the time of Reality Bites, it feels like that same sort of vibe. So, yeah, do you think you're still going to like it? Me? Um, or, or did you like it? You're just saying yeah, you felt it was dated. I liked it when I watched it. It was dated. It's it's a total stereotypical Kevin Smith film, I would say. It's not my favorite Kevin Smith film. I will say my favorite Kevin Smith film is actually Clerks 2. Um, That's an interesting choice. Yeah, Clerks 2 is my favorite Kevin Smith film. I think that film is fucking hilarious. You, uh, you think it's your favorite because it's funniest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely funniest. I wouldn't say that it deals with as serious shit as some of his other movies do. Yeah. But um, I remember liking like Jason Amy. Um, I would put, I would, I think I would watch it before I'd watch Mallrats. Mm. You know, I feel like I would be like Clerks 2, Clerks, Chasing Amy. If okay. I had to, well, Dogma's in there somewhere too, because I love Dogma. I always forget <laughs> about Dogma. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'd probably say Clerks. And I just love, it's very grungy, very, it was. it's very much a first movie. But it yeah. has this heart that I think I see in us a lot, especially you, Ash, of like, I just want to make stuff so bad. Yeah. You know, and he just really, <laughs> really wanted to make a movie. And that, yeah. I think there's something that I really enjoy in Clerks about that. And it is one of the best first timeouts that I've seen, you know? Yeah. I really, really... And I love that grungy nature of it. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. interesting. I mean, in the choice to shoot, like, black and white and everything, too. Yeah. It feels a bit like Primer in the way of, like, we can't make a movie, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just love that. 
Primer was ridiculous, though. <laughs> I, I love seen it. That's that's on like a different level. Yeah, uh, it, you have to see Primer, and you have to budget time to literally watch it twice. Really, the experience of watching Primer is watching Primer twice. You can't it's because watch it you once. watch it and you're like, because everything makes sense, and then by the end of the movie. You know it makes sense, but you don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Mulholland Drive or whatever, which I haven't seen either. Yeah, maybe. But it's an enjoyable, complete experience sitting down wow. and watching Primer twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just you have to... Let's do this thing. Look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. So, Sam, you just haven't seen this. Yeah. I know very little about this movie. The Sorry. Way I kind of... <laughs> Yeah, thanks a fucking lot, Ash. And thanks. Whatever, yeah. Brett ruined the end of Donnie Darko Whatever. for me. Whatever. <laughs> so what the fuck does that have to do with me? How you are a joint unit now. How does that mean I'm responsible for his past? Like, yeah. I'd be amazed if Brett could explain Donnie Darko. <laughs> he did. The ending, did. I can see. Anyway, uh, the way I understand this is that this movie is kind of what gave Kevin Smith critical acclaim. I don't know if that's correct or not. I don't think it was. I think this was Clerks was what did it. But I think it's maybe more like people started feeling like he could show a serious side. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So I'm kind of expecting it to not be all comedy and kind of have some heart to it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it's like That's Jersey Girl is like the extreme version of this. Yes. Where it went too far. Yeah. But this is like the Kevin Smith humor, but still telling a, a story about life. Yeah. Yeah. So which have you seen, Sam? And, and what does that context do for you? What do you expect? I have seen Clerks and Mallrats. And nothing after that? You've seen Dogma? I have not seen Dogma. Oh my god, we really? gotta watch Dogma. Really? Oh my god. You haven't seen Tusk? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, has anyone else seen Clerks 2? Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty no. great. It's amazing. I'm surprised you would put it up at the top, but it's good. It's so good. So you're excited about Clerks 3? They're doing that? Oh yeah. They're also doing, I'm not sure if it's a Netflix series, but it's going to be a series called mall brats well there's a wasn't there an animated clerk series yes okay yeah so do you think you're gonna like this sam yeah i do i think it's gonna feel dated like the 90s but i think it's gonna be an enjoyable story maybe we should so. go to portland and watch this movie is that where it takes place no but the dream of the 90s is alive there yes <laughs> no how could you a Kevin Smith movie, it's either in Jersey or Canada. Them's you the should rules. do one in Portland. Why Canada? Does he live in Canada? No, but he's got this weird heart on for Canada. Weird. Like, he's, like, obsessed with Degrassi Junior High and, I don't know. Oh, oh I that's love that Degrassi. Show. Yeah. Really? You watch that show? I, yeah, with my little sister. And we remember Drake when he was, like, in a wheelchair and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> His character was in a wheelchair because yeah, he got I've, shot. Oh, okay. So. I've never seen any. I, yeah, I don't know anything except that it exists. Yeah, it's a it's soap opera Canadian. in our high school. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't there a Degrassi, the next generation? 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's Were they a, going to space? That's such a bold <laughs> choice of, of names. No, I think the next generation is the one with Drake. I think there was an even older Degrassi. Okay. Like Drake the singer? Yes. Yeah. Is he Canadian? Yeah. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. And, like a, and a child actor. Yeah. Oh. Just like Ryan Gosling. Ryan Wait, Gosling's what? Canadian, right? Ryan Gosling. I don't know. Really well. <laughs> You're going to ruin my little dream of Ryan Gosling. Right. I'm not sure if Ryan Gosling's Canadian. <laughs> you but he was a child back. actor. <laughs> <laughs> Such slander. How dare you take him away from our country? The national treasure that is Ryan Gosling. So what yeah. do you think, Brett? You haven't seen it either? No, I haven't seen this movie. What? It should be interesting. So I ruined yeah. it for both. <laughs> but I knew the thing. And, okay. uh, and that's honestly the only thing I ever hear about this movie is uh, that it's, you know, hashtag problematic. Uh, something about lesbians and uh, uh, there's a line in the movie that I won't say. I wonder uh, if it'll be like offensive to lesbians. I'm um, going to say a- no. Apparently it is. Oh, really? Do uh, lesbians get upset about this movie? It's, that's the only, uh, the only stuff I ever hear about it is people being like, like, oh my God, this movie is offensive. But like, well, I, but I don't know. Cause it seems like there's not enough to talk about that. Anyone ever has anything to say. So I, I'm just assuming that there's like a, like a lesbian joke. That's not bad, but, so, but people take it too far. Mm. Uh, yeah, That's I have an opinion guess. to share on that that I'm going to wait until after we've watched the movie. Okay. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so I don't know. I I this wait, is Kevin Smith did, did you say Jersey Girl? Was that his thing? Yeah. 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 Okay, I didn't see that either, but I had it in my memory that those I guess these two movies were the same movie. Well, and they're they're kind of similar. Similar in tone. You, you had it yeah. right, Ash, where it's like Jersey Girls takes the serious side and isn't as funny. Yeah. Even though George Carlin is in it and is fun. But it's like, it's Ben Affleck. It's a more serious side. It feels very much related to Chasing Amy. It's understandable that you would get them confused. Yeah. So when you said, when you brought that up, I, I was like, oh, I don't know. Because... I have a memory of watching a Kevin Smith thing where he apologizes <laughs> for one of his movies, and I thought it was this one, but I no, think it's Jersey, it's Jersey Girl. Girl. It's probably Jersey Girl. <laughs> Jersey Girl was not well received. So yeah. the opinion I thought I had of this movie is just out the window. I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, so I'm going into this pretty much blank slate uh, as far as expectations. Um yeah, I can't even say anything because my thoughts are just like gone now. <laughs> so flush the toilet. So what do you expect, Bryce? <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, you know, as you expect from a Tom, Tom Hanks movie, uh, the acting was really good. He did a really great job. And of course, there's the iconic scene that the movie's named after where he's sitting on the porch and he puts on his cap and he gets up and he just starts running and he just keeps <laughs> running and running and, you know, his beard grows. I, that that was just it was a, like this long, impactful scene, and that that just stuck with me. Uh, and I'm curious to see how that plays this time. All right, so we're going to rewatch Chasing Amy, which is available on Netflix in the United States, and of course available on your iTunes rental and Google Play rental and all that stuff. So you might want to pause the podcast, watch Chasing Amy, and we'll get back together and see what we think.
I know someone who has. It makes me wonder if I should. Because she's a lesbian. No. <laughs> no. So we just rewatched Chasing Amy. And I think we should address the elephant in the room. I think that this movie stole one particular scene from Ant-Man. What? <laughs> you remember Michael Pena in Ant-Man? He had all those flashback scenes where he'd tell the story of a guy he talked to. And they were the funniest part of Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. No. That was the scene. With- I haven't seen Ant-Man. Oh. It was the same Sorry. scene, Coe London in front of the quick stop telling the story about finger yeah. cups. Oh, oh man. Oh, it was yeah. exactly how, what they did in Ant-Man with Michael Pena telling That's those flashback true. stories. Interesting. Yeah. I think they did it better in Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I don't want to rush to conclusions immediately, but I thought this movie was still really great. But the dialogue, just the writing for the dialogue felt very undeveloped. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, uh, I wrote a note about it. The quippy dialogue wasn't so quippy. And it felt like a lot of unnecessary talking for just a couple of good lines per scene. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. You, did you feel like the dialogue was strong? No. I didn't. No, I mean, I wouldn't say that the dialogue was strong. I mean, it's Kevin Smith. Would you really say that the dialogue is ever strong? Like, I like Kevin Smith, but like, he's no yeah. poet. You know? like, Agreed. I think he gets a little better over time. Yeah. But I think there was some stuff in Yoga Hosers where I was feeling like, ooh. With his, <laughs> with his movies, I feel like he. I feel like all the characters kind of sound the same. And yes. like, you know, this movie is no different. It suffered from that same problem. And like, even the girl, I'm like, you sound like you're written by a man. You know, this whole, I feel like that's probably not part just of a the man, reason. Specifically Kevin Smith. Specifically they Kevin Smith. They all sound like yeah. they're saying shit that Kevin Smith wrote for them to write, which granted yeah. is. A movie, that's how movies work. Yeah. But it sounds like... But it's not how movies work. Real movies go through line readings. And and I was sort of like talking with Ash about this the other day. Like, line readings... Like you, you, you write the the story, and you go through and make sure that each character actually mm-hmm. has a voice. Well, and the interesting thing is, is yes, you you are totally right. However, there is another school of thought that um, usually the word quirky would be applied to it, but there's another school of plot or school of thought where it's okay that characters all sound the same. And an example of a movie that was very successful is Juno. All of those characters sound exactly the Mm. same. They all make the same quips and jokes and they all like have that snappy sort of almost, 1940s noir detective style same and with a show where it was very successful would be pushing daisies all the characters sound exactly the same they're very snappy they have that snappy dialogue they're supposed to be sounding like his girl friday or something and you could say that of those very movies those 1940s exactly yeah so it's kind of it's there's two schools of thought here is just bad story and bad writing then yeah i mean i don't agree with that i I think it's just weak dialogue (laughs) i i think the rest of it works pretty well I think this story was the point of view of a white male (laughs) 
And like, yes. I'm sorry, yes. but I don't think that this movie would be made today. And I don't Absolutely think it would not. fly today. And I can really understand why lesbians have a problem with this movie. I totally. think that's very totally interesting. I think you're absolutely correct. But at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, this was a very important movie. While it didn't... But you are. You are the audience. No, you I, are the white no, male. I agree with that. But <laughs> this this movie, while not a home run, uh-huh. I think it took some huge steps in the right direction. And and I think a such an important, pivotal part is the the whole his speech in the car then they get out in the rain and she just completely tells him off and walks away and that's where the movie should have ended yes yeah the moment i agree <laughs> yeah when she turns around and kisses him then we're in a completely different we're in your white male yeah. privileged world mm-hmm. uh, wish fulfillment nick yeah wish fulfillment. your your yeah. favorite well so uh, so can you guess what was the line that everybody has a problem with i bet you can't guess it actually the the deep dicking line that's not it cuz i'll tell you that line doesn't bother me because it was spoken by the villain in the movie Ben Affleck? No, wait. <laughs> Jason Lee. <laughs> ben but, Affleck is yeah. always the villain in the movie. <laughs> no, I mean, Jason Lee's character is basically the bad guy. So the fact that he says that line means that the filmmakers don't agree with that yeah. concept. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is that's not the terrible line from the movie. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, it's that was said by the character who lives in ignorance and is kind of like a dick and, you know, whatever. The But where, where it actually has problems and, like, uh, I really felt it in the scene was when she's hanging out with all of her lesbian friends at later mm-hmm. and uh and she's like oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, it's it's that guy and then the, the one goes another one bites the dust like implying that like uh, having a lesbian on screen implying that uh, like sexual orientation is a choice yeah i can see yeah. that that mm. bothered me yeah you know, I, that, that was, line that was a, or the fact that they would they would even like react that way yeah. is very and i don't know maybe it's just I th- I think the times were probably different in the time, Absolutely. you know, that this movie was made. And that's what I mean by like, I don't think this movie would be made today because I have lesbian friends. And if they started dating a guy, I would not react that way. I'd be like, whatever. Right. It's your choice. You know, like, I don't, whatever. But like, also on the other coin of the hand, you know, the other hand, I also have had lesbian friends where I've been like, are you into this guy? And they're like, they look at me and they're like, no, I'm a lesbian. And I'm like, right. You know, mm. like the, that is the appropriate response. Yeah. You're right. Like, I think uh, the, the movie's weird that it ignores the, the concept of being bi completely. Yeah. It, yeah. well, it kind like, of this, almost the, their character obviously is, but like, it kind Everybody's of makes just like you're not gay, yeah. you're not straight. What's going on? Yeah, it's very black and white, and then it makes this. It seems like it makes almost is trying to make the statement like, well, every lesbian isn't really a lesbian. They just haven't figured out what the, what they're looking for, and they just they haven't find, met the right guy yet. Yeah, like I know that that's not the point that he was trying to make, but like it kind of comes off that way in the end. You know. Totally. You, I, I certainly don't want to argue with what you're saying because you are right. But at the same time, having grown up in the environment that I grew up, you know, just a bunch of kids and, you know, they'll throw out 
faggot and just we, we would have those things as insults when we were 10 years old yeah this movie hit me at the right age to to inform me about things i didn't know about and and i think that it it was a very positive message to a point yeah, yeah. i'm well, actually was- surprised that that's the line um that you pointed out Brett, because actually the line that I had issue with was the rape line, the rape joke. I don't know if anyone else caught the uh, rape joke. J- Jay's rape joke? Or was yeah, there another one? no, Jay's rape joke where he said, what, are girls pressing charges on you? I get that a lot. Like, wow, yeah. that was a bit, that was a bit bad. <laughs> yeah, they were like definitely making him the the shitty guy in that scene too though yeah uh, I, I did like that they had um, Silent Bob call him out on it though that helped yeah it so, still it, it didn't feel like it was there to make him look bad it just felt like it was a joke the way it was implemented though yeah it was just banter yeah juvenile banter uh, yeah it, it was <laughs> I feel like it was there to make him look ignorant um yeah. But that they didn't really think of the consequences of the joke. So I, I want to just go back to what Nick was saying about the the era, uh, because that one of the things that really struck me about this movie was like you know I went in expecting you know there's going to be a bunch of stuff said that was uh, you know inappropriate by today's standards, but th- what caught me off guard was like the the complete like nonchalance with which this stuff was said on screen. And like, it was, it was cool to see them like steer it towards, you know, like, Oh, like casual gay bashing. That's not cool. Uh, because we started out from the character's point of view where it was fine, but like, it's just weird to think that there was a time when that was normal. Cause yeah, like, it's, it's so far removed from from like this decade yeah. i definitely remember that time and i think yeah me too <laughs> i don't know if i can credit this movie completely but i think this movie represented a turning point in that where people would just not really realize what they were saying or not really think about whether they really believed stuff like that it was just this juvenile shit that we said as kids yeah yeah and just yeah totally generally i felt like and, and you make a good point. Kevin Smith doesn't necessarily mature as a dialogue writer. No. <laughs> but most of the dialogue in this movie felt like it was written by somebody who hadn't matured yet. One thing I did appreciate, though, is that this movie did feel like somebody who had gone through that experience and was retelling mm-hmm. it many years after the fact. Yeah. Like, I, one of my least favorite things in storytelling is where, like, people like make a movie about an active problem and then pretend to like have this revelation at the end and you just see straight through it. You're like, Oh, look at this lovely allegory for this director that thinks he's so far above everybody else now. (laughs) Like, like Anomalisa. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Are you familiar with the, the, the story behind the story here? No, no, no. So basically, so Joey Lauren Adams was in Mallrats and Kevin Smith and Joey Lauren Adams ended up together and he had a real problem with her past experiences. So the, the whole lesbian thing was something else that, that wasn't a real experience. He built that for the movie, but the core of he couldn't make peace with some things she had done in the past had erupted and and messed with their relationship. And that's, that's where this story came from. Okay. From what I understand it. Well, I think he should have, 
just stuck with that then instead of trying to inject this this false yeah. tale about lesbianism. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but on the other hand, that might be a more compelling story. Guy falls in love with lesbian. Because you know. it's the guy wish yeah. fulfillment. <laughs> what if it was like, what do you yeah. mean you don't like Star Wars? <laughs> guy falls in love with girl who doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they could have easily gotten all the gay like themes across with the awesome black guy whose name I can't remember. That guy was oh, amazing. Ho- Hooper um, X. Yeah. Yeah, My yeah, book. yeah. White Hayden Coon ain't got none <laughs> yeah. of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they could have done that, and like, I don't know, it would have been a much stronger story because I think like the yeah, because um, the, the lesbian of, like, blurs getting, the lines, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the whole getting over your partner's past and realizing that it doesn't affect you and your current relationship, like that is something that's very relatable. But then there's this whole mushy bit of like. I'm a dude and I'm special enough to like transform this lesbian because deep down every lesbian really wants a dude. Yeah. eh, That's a different message altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the, the main problem with the movie is that Ben Affleck is the antagonist of the film. He's the villain. Yeah. Uh, Mm. And it's told from his perspective. uh, But you you know it in the plot where he's the protagonist it's his friend was kind of the bad guy but i think in the real plot like the sit down conversation that his friend had with him at the beginning of the movie that was just like don't try to harass this lesbian into into sleeping with you and then like it happens and he's like yo like you're just going to sabotage this because you're not here for the right reasons. And like, he was the voice of reason throughout the whole movie, even in his ignorance. You're so right. Because if you think about it, Ben Affleck's character didn't really change through the whole movie. Like he didn't change, but the, the Alyssa character, she changed. And like, yeah, you know, she, she kind of changed for him at some points. And then, you know, she then stood up for herself and was like, no, you know, this is who I am. And she had the strong thing in the end. You're so right. Like he wasn't. I just want to make sure I point out, you may be right that Ben Affleck was the villain here, but you are not correct that Jason Lee was the voice of reason. In that one scene. Maybe in that one scene. But yeah. he was a, a force of chaos for most yeah. of the movie after that. That's true. But he but he had like the the dialogue that he had and the motivations that he had were uh arguably from this the the viewpoint of the the yeah. reasonable character. Yeah, I mean even like though, he, even though he was crazy. Like he says he even says, I know you, like I know that you will do this, you know, like So here's what's interesting about what you're saying, Ash. If Alyssa is the protagonist and the main character and the person who has the arc, Mm -hmm. is it possible that the movie communicates something different from what the writer intended? Because it seems like the writer intended for Ben Affleck's character to be. Well, that's, I think that's what Sam and I were both saying. We're like, I think if he had left this whole lesbian thing out, his message mm. would have been communicated more clearly. And I think something he did not intend indeed is communicated. Yeah. And yeah. I think it would have been, yeah, I think it Maybe would have been stronger. It, yeah. Stronger for the arc of that character, perhaps. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because instead, he just comes off as this guy who's trying to fucking change somebody when yeah. he really, you know, that's fucked up. Yeah. Totally. And he has this whole like moment where he's called out on his bullshit by Jay and Silent Bob. And like, that's his moment to really change things and like pull it around. Yeah. And what does he fucking he do? Took he took that like, opportunity. It... Yeah. He like, he, he made it all about himself and like totally, totally. missed the point, yeah. which, which could work. I feel like if it had come a little bit earlier in, in the film and if he had like really realized his ways and suffered the consequences, but like we don't see that. Like we just see his roommate shut the door and then it's one year later and he's like, I'm a good guy now. No, I don't think so. Like, I, I think that maybe we're really used to a morality tale ending with the the hero learning their lesson. But I think maybe it's a bit more powerful if you're left with a morality tale where the hero did not learn their lesson and is just in this pit of despair because of their own mistakes. And I think that's what we're supposed to get from the movie. Well, what that is, is it's not a complete story arc because what, what you're talking about is the big gloom. As you, if, if you talk about a traditional story structure, that exactly. is the big gloom. So I, what I'm saying is maybe it's nice every now and then that something doesn't have the traditional story structure. But I you can also refreshing. you can have a tragedy and still have a fulfilling ending. Right? So yeah, that's well, what I a tragedy think we had a fulfilling is. ending. Ending I think that, we I think we we had a fulfilling ending and then went past it and did the Comic-Con scene again. Yeah, uh, because yeah. to make it the, like the, he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, because it was like this is great. This is like his his the slap was yeah. the end of the complete arc. Yeah. Like, this is, like, you have brought, you flew too close to the sun, even though you were nowhere near the sun, and, like, you fucking burned all of this stuff yourself, Affleck. <laughs> totally. And, like, like, suck it. And I was, I went the whole movie just being like, I fucking hate this guy. And then he gets slapped at the end, and I was like, yes! Yeah, this is what I've been waiting moment. for. Such a great uh, moment. And yeah. and then and then they cut to Comic Con yeah. where he shows up and is just this grinning idiot and he's like, Hey, this girl that I was like super creepy towards, uh, check it out. I made a comic about our lives and used your real name. Yeah, yeah. creepy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And creepy it's on sale again. now. See you later. And like just walks out the door. It, oh, yeah, it's like she's so gonna forgive me because there's one panel that says I'm sorry, Alyssa. Did anyone yeah. else notice how she put it straight in the trash as soon as he walked away? <laughs> oh, I didn't. That's awesome. She but just yeah, like, like that drops it. <laughs> that Comic Con scene implies that he did have a change that we didn't get to fucking see. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we exactly. didn't get to see his tragedy, and then we didn't get to see how he overcame it. Which it is why like, it's not fulfilling. He got rewarded for being an asshole, is pretty much how it comes across as a viewer. Yeah, they undid a lot of their hard work with that yeah. happy ending. And some of the most juvenile yeah. dialogue written there for that scene. Yeah. Or like the most juice, like, I'm sorry, Alyssa, wherever you are, like, yeah, give me a really fucking trite. break. Yeah. God, that was bad. Yeah, I think I like this movie way better without that one year later scene. Yeah, yeah. that was just horrible. Also, like, how awesome of a movie would it have been if it did end at the rain scene and, like, you know, he had to get over the girl that he loved yeah. because she wasn't who he wanted 
her to be. Well, you know what's interesting and like why I thought what I said was a spoiler is I totally had a completely different memory of this movie. I thought that you didn't find out that she was a lesbian until the end. Huh. Oh, which they had this whole relationship. No, like I, I thought he spent the whole movie chasing her, but they never oh. had a relationship. And it wasn't until the end of the movie that he finds out that she's a lesbian. Yeah. And I think that would have been a more interesting story, personally. Which reminds me, I, was, I almost asked this before we started, but I wanted to wait. If somebody says the phrase chasing Amy, what does that mean? You're chasing a lesbian. See, and I don't think that's the case. I think chasing Amy means you're chasing after the idea of the girl that got away. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. That's definitely what it means in the context of the film. But, it might have but like I've a heard people use it. Agreed, right? In so the context if I were to of say, using, chasing a lesbian. If I were to say chasing Amy in my context, somebody mm-hmm. might think I'm saying this other thing in the other context. Yeah. And I wonder if I've ever said that. Because I know I've I've <laughs> definitely heard it in conversation when people are like implying like she's a lesbian, you're chasing Amy. So when I have a crush on a girl who turns out to be gay, you think I'm chasing Amy? I'm pretty sure I've said that ex- that exact phrase no. to you okay. before, though. Haven't so I? I'd like to, and I would have understood it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. But like slightly twisted, like when the the lesbian thing or chasing the idea of the girl, it's the same idea. Like when it, if you're trying to hit on a lesbian, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're just after the idea of what you think she is. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah very yeah. closely related. You know, it's it's really fascinating to me watching some of these older movies, and this one isn't that old, but and seeing how movies defined my personality. And not and being surprised that a movie like Chasing Amy had so much in the in the establishment of my specific personality. That that scene in the car where he finally breaks down and confesses and says that he loves her and all that is is this situation that I found myself in. And I've actually, you know, sometimes you like, I don't know if you guys do this, but like write a letter that you don't send. Because yeah. it would be <laughs> stupid to send that letter. I far too recently wrote an email that was hauntingly similar to the speech that he gave in that car. And it's like depressing. I'm like, how much of that is just because Kevin Smith and I had similar experiences? And how much of that is like me remembering in my subconscious this scene from this movie and regurgitating it later in my life? Well, I think we've had this conversation before where you've said like, I think movies have given me a false uh, idea about what relationships yes, are. and I was getting to that. Yeah, and I think that this movie does that. Absolutely. I think I truly would be a different person right now if she hadn't turned around in that scene and come back. Yeah. Because there's totally. been far too many situations where I felt like if I spill my guts, mm-hmm. it'll change her mind. And that's an unhealthy thing to believe. Have you seen that scene from uh, Dumb and Dumber? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I think I think the fact that she turns around in that scene is it's bad storytelling. It's not true to those characters. And it teaches people at whatever age I was when I saw this movie that that's a possible success. Totally. And yeah. I wouldn't, man, I hate the fact might, that she turns around. 
Yeah, this might be just the angry feminist in me, but like I wouldn't say that it teaches people. I would say specifically that it teaches men. men. Yes, absolutely. Men. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I've been poisoned. My personality has been polluted by the fact that she turns around in the rain. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's just. It's and and the thing is 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 you 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 made the argument that from the point that she turns around it becomes a different movie it, and I was saying even before she ran up to him I was like to his benefit she was hitting on him because it did feel like because that. the movie is written again yeah. by, a man, by a man and her character yeah. is written by the way a male in that situation would want her to act. So, or more like a way that a male in that situation would interpret perceived mm-hmm. that, that yeah. action. Yeah, like, that's- it might not have been, you know, like you're, you're the guy in the situation and she's just like talking to you, but like in your head, it's yeah. like, Oh man, she's really into me. And like, yeah. that's the whole Ben Affleck experience. Yeah. For well, the first imagine half of the movie. like the roles are reversed and all of that, like flirty stuff happened with a straight girl and a gay guy. Hmm. Like suddenly that relationship is okay. Like it's it's not mm. romantic. It's, it's the, uh, the 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 terrible gay best friend stereotype. Yeah, but like <laughs> you, but if you think of it in that context, like that was kind of what I was telling myself, trying to get out of the headspace that she was flirting with him. But like I have, I mean, I have again, I have lesbian friends, and like I just don't think that it's normal for anybody to pay $50 for a painting and then to be like, this painting will remind you of us forever and this night. And like, that was clearly written, you know, from the perspective of like a male. And I don't think that that situation in real life would play out that way. Well, devil's advocate here. I I certainly could see a situation where a, a, intimacy not a romantic intimacy but a real friendship is growing there and she could do things that maybe are flirty maybe could be interpreted as flirty because she's really happy about this friendship right and that still does not give him the right to put her in that position yeah i'm I'm just saying the way it was written and the words she used i'll give you an example Brett and I went to Comic-Con. I walked the floor. I bought Brett a present. I walked up to Brett and I said, hey, I got you this thing on the floor. And he was like, oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was cool, too. There was none of this bullshit about, like, it'll remind you forever about our time together here at Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, no, it was just a cool present. Like, right. come on. Yeah. <laughs> Although, next time you better give that speech. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I give any of you people a gift from now on, it's gonna remind I'm giving them. you that speech. Like, Bryce, you know. I want you to always have this pop vinyl so you'll remember the moment we shared when we were watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> You know, like that was just so like exaggerated, you yeah. know, I totally believe you that there could be a situation like, like the God. situation I just said that could be interpreted, you know, the wrong way. But like, I wish I could think uh, somehow it's escaping, but I know I've had that situation where somebody has done something or given something, somebody who I had like a huge crush on and they said like, you know, this is because of our our friendship and everything and i felt very fuck you in the moment hmm. it's like i don't know I, I i feel like i've lived a similar moment although you're right she was far too over the top in being flirty yeah and also were you 
I think Brett made the point where you looking at it through like rose colored glasses. Absolutely. And, yeah. This yeah. movie was from Holden's point of view. Yeah. Sometimes unhealthily so. God, it was a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick Holden made the point. Binky Hooper. <laughs> he was like, Nick was like, that scene where she tells her lesbian friends his name would have been so much more powerful if it was a real, normal, if like, his name guy's was David, name. That, mo- that scene would have had so much more poignancy. Yeah. Instead, it's like, who the fuck is Holden? Is that like, their last name? Calm down with your fucking character names Holden and Banky and Hooper. Who's Hooper? <laughs> the, the guy who wrote White Hate and Coon. Oh. It's like, come on. <laughs> Oh, that character was so. Coey London, <laughs> like that's a what? Ugh. The lesbian was the only one with a real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you guys would probably uh, agree with my estimation that Ben Affleck having a crush plays so creepy. Like when he first sees Alyssa and he's like clearly in love with her. <laughs> and he does the weird dance in the club. <laughs> well, that, but even before that, when he just has this like frog in his throat and he's like staring all creepy. He's after just they creepy d- in this movie yeah, like the whole time. He's overplaying everything. Yeah. Like in the hockey rink, he should have been like kind of suspicious, but it was like he was like deeply angry, suspicious. In that scene. Yeah. 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 Almost abusively so. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable, that scene. And I was happy that she got angry and that she didn't just shut down. And then in the parking lot, when she started to apologize, yeah. I was like, no, don't apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. Well, she was trying to, to hold on to the relationship. I think she yeah. saw, like, fuck him. He's so wrong, but I'm not ready to walk away from this. So she extended that yeah. olive branch. Yeah. I feel like she had three very passionate speeches in this movie and she was, she was the star, man. Yeah. She yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. I just, I mean, Affleck is a creep in this movie and yeah. I, I think there's nothing. They almost had a redeeming moment and they wrote it out. So like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. And that Van Dyke beard and the big poofy slick back hair. In the 90s baggy clothes. He's just a creepy looking dude. Yeah. Oh man, you guys remember CD stores? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was so crazy. I, I was thinking that. I'm like, wow, that's, that's dated and awesome. I was counting the CDs that I saw in that scene that I had. <laughs> I only had one that I recognized. Oh, really? It also bothered me a little bit that when the little kid showed up and then the guy signed the comic book for him in the CD store, is totally a copy of Avengers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I could see. He had it folded as he walked away. I could see Avengers on there. <laughs> only uh, you, Nick. Pick out the, the detail. So they I, clearly had a copy of that comic book. Yeah, they had At it earlier. At point, yeah. why couldn't they yeah. use that? Did you did you draw the parallel that I did between that scene and the uh, Kimmy Schmidt werewolf scene? Oh, Wait. no, what was where this parallel? Titus Andromedon is playing the werewolf in the restaurant. Yeah, where like his whole thing is like, it's more acceptable to be like a... a, a 
a gun toting like i hate white people like pull out a gun at a comic-con convention guy and uh, that's way more acceptable in that time period than just being like a gay black man yeah Yeah. that that actually (laughs) i thought his character and the things that they were saying about society were really um well thought out and really nicely written yeah yeah Yeah, i really like his character I mean, not that I can really speak to the experience of a gay black man, but <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> you have something to tell us, Sam. <laughs> like most things yeah. in the movie, I think they went a little too far and got goofy with it. But yeah, I think the notes they were playing there really worked. It is weird. Like I do love this movie and I love the story and there's some emotional points that really resonate with me. So I don't want it to, to take away from that. But it's interesting how you can have something that you love so much for some qualities, but then other qualities are weak, like yeah. the the juvenile dialogue. But even like, yeah. he was really great, but even him, I felt like, I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like the the gay and lesbian and communities are so different now that I just felt like, I don't know how much... Yeah. I think the thought is, who better to represent the gay and lesbian community than Kevin Smith. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. We are all... Think about think about this. Like, the time this movie came out is around the time where Ellen DeGeneres lost her show because she came out as lesbian. And we are watching it now in a time where gay marriage is legal across our whole country. It is a right. A legal right. So times have changed a lot yeah, this yeah. Is, in these 20 this years. 20 my, years ago. I guess that's my point, is I just feel like... He is a representation of the gay society at that time, but I don't think that that's necessarily a representation of them now. Is this movie about gay culture or is it about perception of gay culture? That's an interesting, yeah. I think it's more about the perception. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's it's a bit polluted by, you're right, the, the point of view of a straight white guy. Yeah. And I, yeah. I would be absolutely fascinated to hear Kevin Smith speak on that topic now. Because he's a very self-deprecating guy, and he probably would recognize that. I'd be, I'd be curious. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this movie was a stepping stone. A very important, very necessary stepping stone. And I think you're right. I don't think it would have the same voice today. No, you know, yeah. He's been doing Clerk sequels and Mallrat sequels. Like, I wonder what a version of Chasing Amy would be like today. Yeah. You know, Holden McNeil 20 years later. <laughs> Still know. pining over. It's just Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see? Did you see how sad he looked in the interview for Batman vs. Superman? He's still well, sad about it. He's not Batman. sad about Alyssa. He's sad because he was like forced chasing into a Bruce. terrible movie. <laughs> yes, chasing Bruce. <laughs> mm. No, more like chasing Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, there you that's go. what they want. They want that, and they'll never have it. Aww. So, final thoughts, Ash. What did you What did you think of Chasing Amy? I didn't like it as much the second time around. To be honest, yeah. I kind of I think my words were, "Oh, I remember why I don't remember much about this film," <laughs> because it didn't really feel like a whole lot really happened. Like you made the case that, like, oh, it was an emotional drama, and it's like, yeah, but you know. They they weren't even really dating that long. Oh, they had a whole montage. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I never will forget this. I never will, never, never will but forget this. But the montage this. happened before they were actually dating. 
before they had slept Didn't together. Yeah, two? that was like friend was zone bef- montage. Yeah, that was friend zone montage. I think there was a dating the- montage too. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not as much of a fan of it this time. I'm surprised I had actually put it in my tops right now because I don't know. It's not my favorite thing. I think personally, in my opinion, I think Kevin Smith is good at comedy and I don't think he's as good with the mushy emotional stuff. I think he has good heart and, you know, has good meaning, but I just think he's better at the comedies. Not my favorite. I don't know. So, Brett, you hadn't seen it. How did you feel? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a question? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I know what, whatever, whatever past meaning this had for you. I don't want to like take that away from you. But I hated this movie. Wow. Um, it wasn't good. And uh, the things there were good parts. There were good moments. Um, but it wasn't like I don't ever want to watch it again. Mm. Uh, and it's because <laughs> I don't think that it didn't make me feel anything but angry at the main character. And it and anyone who learned a thing in the movie, for me, it was like they didn't learn anything. Mm. No one learned it, it. Not even like you. You assume that that uh, the lesbian main character girl learned a lesson, but like we just assume that at the end, mm. she moved on. Uh, ben Affleck kind of didn't, even though the ending wanted you to think that, and it kind of <laughs> it was just a bummer for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. I mm. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I felt like I enjoyed it quite a bit but saw a lot of flaws um, and and do take real issue with some of those flaws, but still really enjoy it. And I think that our main character, if he was the main character, Ben Affleck's character was terrible, but I thought Jason Lee was fantastic um, just as he was vocalizing all of the things that are the things that I disagree with and I don't know. I just think that he was a very good villain, whether he was that or not. He did do a good job. Yeah. And I thought that Joey Lord Adams was fantastic. I think she had a few really great speeches. So it's weird. Our our main character was the worst part, and then the other two were were just fantastic. So yeah, not a perfect <laughs> movie. I, in the end, I still think I enjoyed it. Sam did... Yeah. Did it get spoiled for you completely or? <laughs> no, no, no. Feel? Like they reveal really early on. And I think I would have seen the signs very early on that she was a lesbian. Um, so it, I don't feel like it got spoiled for me. Um, I do feel like having known so little about it and like never having seen it before, like it definitely gave me a different perspective. Like I have zero nostalgic ties to it. Mm. And like, it doesn't like, I don't think back to that time when I acted, you know, like homophobically and how it changed me. Like I don't have that connection with it. So I kind of view it like, like it was close to being something relevant and like really like fell short. Yeah. And just fell short. Exactly. Like kind of missed the mark. It could have been more. I just see it for its missed potential, you know? I didn't hate it like Brett did. Um, but it did, It certainly didn't live up. Like, I kind of thought it was this, like, awesome, profound 
comment on like dating and humanity and it wasn't that for me. I think maybe that's the general tone we're feeling is that it fell short. Yeah. Yeah. Had had the right goals in mind but fell short. Like it tripped at the starting line. What do you think, Bryce? <laughs> it was all right. Really? All right. <laughs> all right, Bryce? I mean, it was no clerks or mall rats. I don't think I hated it as much as Brett did, but uh, I agree. The quote-unquote main character wasn't very great. I mean, he was a good actor, but he's a crappy person. Um, I think he was a terrible actor in this movie. I think he's done better stuff. Sure. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's a pretty, you know, anyways, yeah. uh, it was all right. Right. <laughs> eh, eh. It gets a, it gets a solid man. Brett, I've said too much. Please cut all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for hanging out with us as we rewatch chasing Amy. And of course, uh, on September 2nd, you can check out Kevin Smith's new movie, yoga hosers. Um, did he pay you? No, we're tying it into current events. There's a new Kevin Smith movie coming out, which is kind of exciting. You and Kevin Smith are like best buds now. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's a hard movie to recommend, but I think it's a very interesting experience if you check out Tusk and then see Yoga Hosers. There's some really, really good stuff to enjoy in those movies, but don't hold it against me if you hate them. Do I speak now? Yeah, if you like the show, this is part of the Last Ash TV network. We've got uh, this podcast, a YouTube channel, um, and occasionally live shows. Uh, I think we recorded one of them. That'll be on the internet eventually. The Let's Drink live show? <laughs> Didn't we record that? Yeah. It's going to be a Patreon thing someday. Well, no, wait, don't mumble that. We've got a Patreon, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you donate to our Patreon, you'll get exclusive content like our Let's Drink live show. <laughs> yeah. We have a Patreon. <laughs> I believe it's uh, patreon.com slash laughstash TV. And you can go there and uh, we have other cool things that you can get from there. Um, maybe eventually we'll even have some uh, maybe like bonus content stuff that Brett cut out that maybe we'll uh, add in from Let's Rewatch. We'll see. It's slowly growing. Slowly growing. We have a gag reel in process. Um, But you can also follow us on Twitter at Let's Rewatch. And then you can follow Laughstash TV at Laughstash TV. And please follow us at Let's Rewatch and tweet at us if you have movie suggestions. Um, We... Love to do your movie suggestions. We've done a few already. And also, tweet at us and let us know what you think of the show or if you disagree with us. Maybe you have a different... uh, Maybe you are a lesbian and you have a different opinion about this movie. Please share with us, but not in angry words. You can also email us... (laughs) Or angry birds. (laughs) If you want to share angry words, you can tweet at me, at Brett Eagles. He loves angry words. Um, I like angry words with friends. (laughs) You can... Also, email us, and our email is letsrewatch at gmail.com, and uh, we'd love to have some fan mail. Why not? Send us some fan mail. Let us know what you think of the show. Again, let us know if you disagree or agree, and uh, maybe we'll read it on the air or the podcast, because it's not really air. You download it. Speaking of Twitter, way many minutes ago, Ralph, I got your tweet, and I haven't tweeted back at you but the truth because <laughs> she <laughs> uses twitter so much i'm using i'm using the power of twitter to talk to you through our podcast 
Um, <laughs> if I if I could respond to Twitter through my email account, I would do it, but I can't. So I can get your tweets to my email, but this extra step of going to the Twitter app and then figuring out what the fuck to do from there is just too much during the week. They put the typing box right at the top. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fucking letters. I haven't seen Jaws, and maybe someday we will do it for the podcast. Although tonight you saw a scene from Jaws. What? The uh, where they're comparing scars and stories about oh. going down on women is a direct homage of a scene in Jaws where they're comparing scars. Yes. I believe I have seen that scene. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's taken right from Jaws. Uh, if you liked our show, please go ahead and review us on iTunes or Google Play Music or Lipson. I don't think you can review us on Libsyn. I think you God can just leave God damn comments. it. I do that every time. It's cool. <laughs> Whatever. Do the you thing that Libsyn You can leave us a review on Stitcher if you're listening on Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. Damn, that's the one. So we do this every two weeks. Make sure to come back in another two weeks. Make sure your subscriptions are up to date. And we'll be rewatching another movie then. <laughs> Next week on Let's Rewatch, from Bruce Davidson, a man who was involved in X-Men and X-Men 2. They said it couldn't happen twice. Titanic 2. <gasps> I've actually oh. seen that. You've seen Titanic 2? I've actually seen that. Is it a pro? Yes.